Welcome to the Tavern Cast Network. We're at Michigan's premier multi-tap, Ashley's Pub in Ann Arbor, Michigan, where we're working our way to the ultimate beer tour. Three guys, 130 beers, 32 styles with a few stops along the way. And this is What's on Tap. Welcome to Ashley's Pub in Ann Arbor, Michigan for another episode of On Tap. I'm Mike Monin. I'm Eric Watson. And I'm Bryce Irwin. So give us a call here at On Tap with uh, all your thoughts and comments about the show. You can reach us at 734-418-7077 or you can hit us up on Skype with the username TavernCast. T-A-V-E-R-N-C-A-S-T. You can find out more about us, chat about beer in the show and our forums and more online at www.taverncast.com. And do please go check out our long-running main show called, funny enough, Tavern Cast. It's 100% pure fun. Anything goes talk, covering a wide range of topics with plenty of drinks, music, and comedy. Available at our site or on iTunes. Just search Tavern Cast. Hey, I want to make a correction from last show on the beer topics portion of the show. We were talking about beers to recommend, and I was talking about Lindemann's Lambic beers, and I referred to it as a Frambois Creek Lambic, which is about the stupidest thing in the world to say and what happens when you're, when you're drinking beer on a show about beer. Actually, there's two different Lambic beers. Uh, each one of those, Frambois and Creek, are two separate Lambic beers from Lindemann's. Frambois is raspberry, Creek is cherry. So if it was Frambois Lambic, it's raspberry Lambic. So I just worked that. There is no such ah. thing as raspberry cherry Lambic. Anyways, that's what threw me when you were talking about it. I was like, I knew exactly. You know, what oh, no, and, and you called it too because you, you, you said, What about the Frambois? I'm like, That's what I said, Frambois Creek. What the hell's the matter with you? Frambois Creek. Geese. Whatever, Bryce. <laughs> whatever. So check out the upcoming uh, Tavern Cast, our main show, show number five, which should be out in about a week or so, to hear us give a go at Lindemann's Frambois Lambic. The Frambois is actually the next beer on the ah. main Tavern Cast if you want to see what that's like. Mm. Uh, 129 bottles of beer on the wall. 129 bottles of beer. Take one down, pass it around. 128 bottles of beer on the wall. All right, what's so. on tap today? We're still in the bitter style, ESB to be exact. Hey, guys, so I, I actually went up to um, uh, beeradvocate.com and on their forums, and I was trolling around there asking the question about what's the difference between an a ESB and a regular bitter, trying to figure out what we couldn't figure out last week. And I got a really clear answer, actually, that I'm just going to read verbatim from a okay. guy on the forum there called Homebrew42. Thanks, Homebrew. Really appreciate the succinct answer. Right, so he says, in jolly old England, brewers used to brew bitters in a range of strengths. The lowest gravity, and gravity, for those who don't know, is the amount of raw fermentables in the beer that stipulates basically what the alcohol content is to be. So more fermentables equals higher alcohol content, less usually equals less alcohol. So the lowest gravity beer would be termed ordinary bitter. The middle one would be termed special bitter, also known as best bitter or premium bitter. And the strongest alcohol content beer would be termed strong bitter. The name Extra Special Bitter 
It was later coined by Fuller's for their strong bitter, and the term has made its way into common usage. So it was huh. just a special name. That it's a marketing one, ploy. It's a marketing totally ploy, was. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so um, when asking about the difference in Americans and American beers and why they call them extra special, he says extra special bitter is the strongest of the bitters, but they still tend to be lower in gravity or alcohol content and less hop forward than your average American pale ale. So the uh, okay. pales are stronger in terms of alcohol. And hoppier. And hoppier. Right. All right. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So the ESB then is the strongest bitter that we're drinking. That when we go into the next show, which is all going to be about standard bitters, yeah. it's going to be less alcohol content. Okay. Than that what might these be good are. for our recording yeah. technique. <laughs> <laughs> so what beer are we drinking today? Uh, that's actually a good question since apparently this beer has two names. It's so good it has two names. Apparently it was originally it was called the Rogue Brutal Bitter. And they changed the name to the Rogue Brutal IPA, but apparently it's still a bitter. And they still sound They the still same. sound the same, <laughs> and they come in great big bottles. We have three of them here, so this is going to go downhill quickly. Yeah, so if actually you're looking for this at the store, too, the, the bottles are exactly the same, just the name is, is yeah, different. So the old one, one guy's purple, one guy's red. Yeah, the old one is more purple. And Rogue's... Rogue's so Rogue Brutal Bitter, and Rogue makes great stuff. Oh, Rogue makes fantastic stuff. One of my favorites is the Dirty Bastard. they got great pictures on the bottles, too. Yeah. I wonder why they reclassified this as a... They call it actually an Imperial IPA, which is just, I'm assuming, a strong IPA, like an Imperial Stout. I wonder if they confused the bitter label, or it was confusing well, that, to like the American market. Don't you think? Because well, if it's actually a bitter, it's not a strong IPA. It's actually a weak IPA, right? Well, okay. So, and if they're calling it brutal bitter, you would expect that it would be some like so really high end really IPA. I would expect more hops, more so. like an IPA. Yeah, more so, like almost a pale. So, right, right. Well, that's what you would expect if it's brutal bitter. Yeah, that it I would think, have like high IBUs. I think the only way we're going to figure this out is by trying it. Yeah, I think we have to taste it, guys. All right, so let's give it a go. This is Rogue's Brutal Bitter. Cheers. Cheers. Give it a smell. Fruity. Yeah. And smell the hops on it. I think it's much like like Lasho's ESB. It's hoppy and somewhat fruity sweet. This has much more of a nose on it than the, the first ESB we tried, which was Arcadia. I get kind of a, I get more of a hoppy, almost somewhat yeasty smell out of it yeah, than get, before. Yeah, I can smell the hops. I, 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 I'm catching fruit. All right, let's Try give it a taste. It. All right. I would not say it's bitter, but it's actually really mild for something called brutal bitter. I'm getting a malt, yeah. I'm yeah, it's very malty. Yeah, yeah, there is some hop to it, but it's not a real hoppy, hoppy thing, right? But this is the original. So, this, so just to explain to the people listening, we actually have three bottles, one of which is the original brutal bitter bottle. Two of which are the renamed Brutal IPA, and so which are the same beer, the same beer according yeah. to Rogue. But we'll see. Maybe we thought we'd try it anyways. I think uh, I think actually a hallmark of the EPA style is that it's very malty, which is kind of funny because with a name like Bitter, I would expect it to be incredibly bitter, incredibly you know IPA ish, super well, super hoppy, and I don't get that. These are all very easy drinking beers. You said this was an imperial. Yeah, Rogue calls it an imperial IPA. An imperial IPA. See, I don't think this is even as hoppy as a regular IPA. No, no, no. The IBUs are definitely lower than a regular IPA. We'll have to check. Because I like it, because I don't usually like IPAs. We'll have to get online and check if imperial has an implication as far as, like, length of time in the cask or, yeah, or what. Yeah, there's so many vari- variables. I think I think overall uh, the bitter style is pretty good. Um, th- I think uh, I don't want to compare beers a whole lot on this show, but... Uh, this, if this is a closer hallmark to what the EPA style is like, I prefer this one to Arcadia. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell though because this is coming out of a bottle too. Exactly. And that's, that's different than and the, the Arcadia, Arcadia coming out of, the, out of it the is cask. True. So. It is true. And I'd be curious based on this is the old, this is the old version of it. 
if this is an older bottle. So if these are that newer versions of it, yeah. if these are think this is newly brewed, yeah. I wonder if that'll have a different well, we'll taste. Well, we'll try one of these other ones here in a moment and see yeah. how that goes. All right, so let's give a shot to the Brutal IPA, see if it's any different. It shouldn't be, but why not? Say it oh, smells it different. I think it maybe it's because it, it could be newer, or it could be because it was just poured. No, there's definitely a different smell to it. Oh, yeah, totally. I, yeah, I, it's a much uh, sweeter, hoppier kind of Mike, smell. when you called out orange earlier, yeah. I really smell orange in it now. Yeah, I definitely get a, a still the fruit smell, and a, and a bit stronger, actually. I wonder if this is an age thing. Are these marked with the ages? Are the bottles, do they have like a born on date? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Budweiser. Budweiser. <laughs> yeah, this is almost got, I would say that the smell of this is almost like candied fruit. It's like, a, it's orange, it's melony. Grapefruit, really strong grape. I get grapefruit. Yeah, I know that they yep. say they're the same thing, but looking at the ingredients, they're different on the bottles. Well, so I wonder I wonder if they just changed up the recipe, changed the name, and said it replaced it. So it was a similar recipe, but in terms of taste and everything, but it, it's a different. It's a well, different. we know the nose is different. Let's try the taste and see if it's any different. By the way, we uh, we often drink water here between beers just to cleanse the palate. It's probably not a bad idea for people who are tasting beers because going from one beer to the next is can be, you know, you can contaminate your palate from one beer to the next, so it's good to wash it out. It smells a lot hoppier. So All right, see. so cheers. 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 Yeah, this is a different beer. Oh, my God. Really grapefruit. Totally different. I get a big dose of Super grapefruit. grapefruity, yeah. Grapefruity, fruity. Bitter. You think it's more bitter than the other one? I think no, it's I less, think it is actually, no. less hoppy, actually. I don't know that it's replaced with malt, but it's definitely not as biting. Okay, so we have to officially so go Rogue, back on what we said. Explain to us what's going on here, because the, the Brutal IPA tastes less hoppy than the Brutal Bitter. Yeah. <laughs> and it's supposed to be the same. <laughs> Rogue, whether they want to say they've just changed the name of it or not, they've, they've changed the recipe of this beer, too, yeah. for sure. These are both really good, though, guys. I think both of these are really solid. Honestly, I prefer their new blend. The, uh, I think I do too, actually. Brutal IPA is preferable to me than the Brutal Bitter. It's got more flavor. Doing improved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, go around and give this beer a rating. To rate both beers, but try to give it a composite. I guess for the first one, I would have given it maybe three to four out of five uh, as within its style. But I'm going to give the second one a solid, probably a 3.5. I'll go with a 3.5 3. out of 5. 3.5? Yep. Seems reasonable. I think I'd go about the same. I'm not sure. Um, I'm just thinking with the with the brutal bitter versus the brutal IPA. I'm not sure which is a better exemplar of what the brutal or the uh, ESB is actually supposed to be. Well, I would say that the first one was closer to the flavor yeah, of Arcadia. I would, think, I would think it's it's hoppier, and so I would guess that was closer to the actual you know bitter. But if you had to compare the one from last week and the one from this yeah, week, I think yeah. that the the brutal bitter rogue brutal bitter was closer to Arcadia ESB than. Their brutal IPA. Yeah, no, I think I agree. I think I agree. Beer makers, you're also confusing. <laughs> Why do you do this? Why can't you just make it? You just call it beer alpha. Goodness, <laughs> beer goodness, number one. Make yeah. it goodness. Yes. I I think I would give this. I would not give it a four. I think I would still mix these in at around a three, three and a half. They definitely are interesting tasting, but I actually think the Arcadia I could have drank more of, and really? so yeah, I don't. It, I could just sit there and sip that. I think the. Uh, I think I actually like the old style versus the new style. I think I do too. And I'll, upon second reflection, really, because I think the new style has so many, so much citrus flavor. 
the overall flavor of it is almost overwhelming. Like, I don't think I could drink a lot of these. As far as a drinking beer, I don't know. I, I think I would take the Arcadia over this one. So, I, I think would, what's interesting, though, is that that heavy sort of fruity, grapefruity bitterness that's in the Brutal IPA is more... It, it, it get, lends itself to, like, a summer beer. It's almost like one of those... Uh, yeah, it is. Like a Hefeweizen with an yeah, orange peel in it. Right. Right. Bell's yeah, Oberon. Yeah, say, yeah, Oberon. Yeah, it's very similar. <clears throat> Except not orange, you know? Great Interesting fruit. to know why they changed it. I'm wondering if what they actually did is they changed the, the ingredients and phased out the old Brutal Bitter, and this is... The Brutal IPA is just taking the spot. It's not necessarily the same. It's supposed to be the same taste. It could Slightly be, although right. when it's you look on uh, on Beer Advocate, they, they say that all Rogue did was change the name, but this is categorically incorrect. Yeah. It's a different beer. Unless mm-hmm. unless these bottles, unless one one of these bottles is really old or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something yep. like that. But It seems to me that it's a different recipe. I would agree. Certainly, yeah. I hope you guys like it because we have a whole 1.6 ounces. Oh. 1.6 <laughs> ounces. To uh, finish here. And we will continue drinking that as we merge into oh, yeah. our beer topic today. And God help us walking out of this place. I see a lot more Frambois Creeks in my future. <laughs> what, what is our topic of the day? Uh, our topic of question. the day, Mr. Monin. Okay, so Mike, you brought this up last time. You were asking the last time we had this conversation about beer, uh, or we were talking about you know Budweisers, and yeah. we were kind of speaking derogatorily about commercial <laughs> beers. We were we were poking fun at yeah, and, and you said you said no no no, there's a place for commercial beers, there's a place for Budweisers, there's a time and a place. So and you, and you guys threatened to beat me up. Yes. So is there a beer place? For you. What is the place for I, mass-produced commercial beers like Budweiser? First I, of all, behind the bleachers at the high school football game. <laughs> I like uh, when you're out working hard, you can come in and drink a Budweiser, drink a Bush, drink something, and it quenches your thirst, and it just goes down easy, and you get a nice little quick hit buzz, and it's kind of nice. Okay, so it has its place as a thirst quencher, number yes. one. Anything else? It's cheap. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> if you're if you're if you're hurting on <laughs> if you're hurting on dollars, then you well, know, hey. So say you have to bring a six pack to a party that you don't really like. <laughs> bring the cheap crap and someone like, else bring something. Better. You might as well upper deck somebody. I wouldn't. Exactly. I would recommend that. <laughs> Go so, look it up. So Mike, you've always said that when you took the Budweiser beer tour, oh, was yeah, that down yeah. in Tampa? Is that where you that did it? That was in St. Louis. In St. Louis uh, yeah. at the okay at the, right, at the Anheuser Busch Brewery. Yeah. All right. All right, so when you went down there, you've always said that some of the best beer you've ever had was straight out of the... Straight uh, out of the cast at the end of the tour when you can have really? a sample of the very fresh brewed beer. And this is this was my big realization that, wow, the date and how long the beer's been sitting and Which the type of container can really have an effect. Yeah. And um, some of the best beer I've ever had came out of those casks that I drank, and I was just like, wow. But could that it, couldn't really that have good. been a situational thing? You know, like when you're at the That's ballpark, true. you're watching a baseball game, and those I hot dogs know. at the baseball park I mean, I are like the have, best hot dogs I ever. I didn't have great expectations. I expected a Budweiser. You know, it's, yeah. it's yeah. like a Budweiser. But when I tasted it, I was like, I was like, wow, this is really good. I think we need to have an outing. We could. There's a brewery down in Columbus. A Budweiser brewery? Anheuser? It's uh, Bush, I think. Oh, Bush? Is that yeah. tours? Isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, that would, I think that would be an interesting. That would be definitely an interesting expedition. I'll check it out, but I know that it's uh, they have a big brewery there. We could try it in the can in the car before we go. Yeah, yeah, we go in the car. Tour, <laughs> not yeah, in the car. Yeah, we'll be driving no, after, no, we no, no, after we get there. What country do you live in where it's legal to drive with an in, open container? <laughs> Sorry, Yee-haw! used to be it up north. <laughs> That's funny. But Kids don't do this at But home. you've just learned an important piece of Mike Monin's character. So would you like to give out your URL, license plate number to any policeman who may be listening? Well, <laughs> one of the, the things, and, and I, we had talked about this before, I, the summer drink, that kind of thing. But tubing down the river where you're just relaxing, nothing goes down easier like a nice, cold, easy-drinking Budweiser. Yeah. It just goes down. So yeah, I think yeah. there definitely is a place for it out there. Truthfully, I mean, I haven't even drank that much Bud, Bud Light, Budweiser stuff because it's like there's always something else. I mean, in my family, my parents often would have um, Amber Bach, which is another mass-produced one, and it was okay. I mean, that was kind of the thing. But, I mean, these days, there's so much stuff. Even in somewhere like, uh, you know, in, in a small town in, in Ohio where they're at, you can get Guinness and stuff, and so there's always that to drink. And but so you're floating like, down the river. It's nice and hot. There's no river in my it's parents' cold. house. Guinness like, doesn't count. Your Guinness your doesn't count. That's what I mean, though. It's like I don't have a lot of reason to try that stuff. But but that's what I'm saying. Like there is yeah. specific places where it just makes total I'll, sense. I'll, I'll tell you. So what we expanded beyond Budweiser. We've said Budweiser to death. Honestly, Budweiser. I don't drink Budweiser. I think ever. But look, <laughs> I have drunk it in the past, like the distant past. But as yeah. soon as I learned there was something else, I moved beyond it. But not to slam Budweiser too much, but moving into other beers like that, I love, capital L-O-V-E, love to drink Corona with Mexican food. If I'm going out to get a burrito or something, it's going to be a Corona or a Dos Equis with a lime. And I I realize it's the fast food of beer, but man, I'll tell you what, I love it. It I absolutely love it. It has a distinct taste, too, which, I mean, stuff like Mm -hmm. Bud Light and stuff to me doesn't, it just has kind of like a generic beer taste to me, which is I think we're using Budweiser as a generic term. And I don't have a lot of experience, truthfully. Okay, so open it up in another way. Are there any of this type of beer, commercial mass produced beers, that you guys think are actually good beers? I like the Michelob. Regular old Michelob. Really? It actually tastes pretty good to me, yeah. I'd have yeah. to actually sit down and try them, I think, is what I'd have to do. I mean, I've had them in various contexts where I'm not really paying attention to what I'm drinking, and it's just not, you know, I don't recall. Although it's interesting that now they're going into all the, they're, they're making their own, like, kind of microbrewery stuff to com- yeah. compete. So, like, there's, like, the Ultra. The Honey Brown. Bud Select. Honey yeah. Brown. Yeah. I, I used to like Honey, honey Brown. Honey Brown is one I liked. I never yeah. liked Honey Brown. Yeah. 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 I did. I definitely liked it. And yeah. I, I liked uh, Amber Bach. Amber well, Bach was uh, uh, an actual actually reasonably solid beer. Well, I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe a lot of brands that we think of as being not big breweries are actually owned by the big breweries. Yeah, uh, uh, Things yes. like Boddington's and stuff are yes. actually, when you think, when well, now you actually are, find yeah. out, yeah, they're yeah, owned. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily change how they taste. I mean, but. Well, a lot of people say, like, okay, they throw Sam Adams into this mix as being yeah. a large... And, you know, I'm on the fence. So uh, Taverncast 38, I believe it is, if you go back and look at that, is uh, the Octavernfest episode. <laughs> Wait, and say that again. The Octavernfest Fest <laughs> episode. Uh, and we interviewed Grant Wood, a brewmaster over at Sam Adams Brewery. And um, it's probably worth listening to if you're into Sam Adams beers or the craft brewing thing altogether. He introduced us to the black, right? To the black yeah, ale, which excellent. is actually really, really excellent. good. 
But um, Sam Adams has some really good stuff. I don't but care what but Sam say. Adams, I'm not sure that I would classify as a. Even though they are a large commercial supplier, even Grant Wood on that show said they constitute like one percent yeah. of the beer market. Well, I think compa- the number of like barrels they brew or whatever compared to like someone like Budweiser mm-hmm. is just a fraction, a yeah. tiny fraction. I would go with saying a, a reasonably decent quality of beer out of these mass commercially produced beers is uh, Blue Moon from Miller. Blue that's Moon is stuff. actually pretty good. Oh, that's Coors. Coors is it Coors? Coors? Okay, all right. And uh, uh, Amber Bach, uh, which Michelob. I think is Michelob, yeah. right? And I, I still kind of like Honey Brown. Honestly, I still think it's not a bad beer. Now, these are, you have to understand, uh, we're not saying like, wow, these are like the greatest beers ever, but it's kind of like going to McDonald's. Sometimes McDonald's French fries are just flipping awesome, right. and you go for McDonald's Sometimes. fries. You pull into a party store that's you know, somewhere in the backwoods, they got six brands of yeah. beer. This is the one you got to grab. Yeah. yeah, and I would still go for Corona. Honestly, Corona with a lime is classic. It's, it's a great snap. beer. Uh, it's great for the summer. It's just a really refreshing drink. It may not be complicated, but it's good. Thanks for listening in with us. Call us with your beer reviews at 734-418-7077 and come talk shop with us in our forums at www.taverncast.com. There's a brand new section there devoted to On Tap, the beers of the show, and the beer discussion in general. So we'll see you next time. We're exiting the uh, extra special bitter style, and now we're moving into the standard bitter style with the old favorite Boddingtons. See you, everybody. Bye, everyone. Tap, a tavern cast podcast brought to you by Snapdragon. Three guys, 130 beers, 32 styles with a with. Uh, he hasn't even started drinking yet. Three guys, 132. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Ashley's Pub in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I'm Mike Monin. I'm Eric Watson. <laughs> Sorry, you can do it, do it again. You go first. Uh, I'm wow. Wow. <laughs> <Wait. laughs> I do the whole tuning thing. <laughs>